1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jason and I will be your conference operator today. I would like to welcome everyone to the Kirkland Lake Gold Conference Column webcast to discuss the company's first quarter 2021 financial and operating results. All lines have been placed on mute to prevent any background noise. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a question and answer session. If you would like to ask a question during this time, simply press star and the number one on your telephone keypad. If you would like to withdraw your question, press the pound key. With that, I would now like to turn the call over to Senior Vice President of Investor Relations, Mark Edding.
2: Thanks very much, operator, and uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to Kirkland Lake Gold's first quarter 2021 conference call webcast. On the call today are many members of the Kirkland Lake Gold senior management team. Speaking today will be Tony mccouch our president and CEO. David Soros, our Chief Financial Officer. Uh, Natasha Vaz, our Chief Operating Officer. Larry Lazeski, our General Manager for Detroit Lake Mine. Evan Peltier, our Vice President of Mining for Kirkland Lake. Ian Hahn, our Vice President and Co Lead of Australian Operations. And Eric Callio, our Senior Vice President of Exploration. There are uh, uh, several other members on the management team on the phone as well. After we go through the presentation, we'll open up the uh, call to questions. We ask that each person limit themselves to two questions. The slide deck that we'll be referring to is available on our website, both on the homepage and in the events section. Before I get started, I would like to direct everyone to to the forward-looking statements on slide two of the slide deck. Our remarks and answers to questions may and likely will contain forward-looking information about future events affecting our company. Please refer to slide 2 as well as the forward-looking information section on our most recent management discussion and analysis dated May 5, 2021 for more information. Also during the call, we will be making reference to uh, non-IFRS performance measures. Uh, reconciliation of these measures is available in our most recent MDMA. Finally, all all figures uh, mentioned today will be in U.S. dollars unless otherwise stated. With that, I'll now turn the call over to Tony McCooch, President and CEO of, of Kirkland Lake Gold. Hey, thanks, Mark, and thanks everybody for being on the call. I know uh, it's uh, been uh, trying times for people, but uh, at the same time, you know, it, 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 it's a pleasure to get the opportunity to give give a you know update on how much success we've had at Kirkland Lake in, in Q1 of this year. I'm going to start on slide slide four, and you know, I you know, and and actually getting back to just just the the thoughts to start off with. I mean, they, 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 these are challenging times, uh, but there are also uh, opportunities, and you know, you get the... You know, I guess more and more as we go through this, and I know we're all going through COVID fatigue, and, you know, it's affecting a lot of people in a lot of different ways, but a lot of, a lot of good is coming out of people, and we really got to acknowledge the support and uh, of, 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 you know, we, we're receiving from shareholders, from communities, from even, you know, the, the, the support we receive received from the health mobile unit, health units up in Kirkland Lake and, and in, 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 in the region and northeastern Ontario, as well as the support from the people in, in, in Australia. Also, you know, you know, we, we we have to acknowledge the people that work for us. There, you know, they'd be definitely trying times. The families that come into work and, and 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 you know performing and 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 putting in a good day's work this time. And we really appreciate all, all the efforts been happening. And you know, our our main goal is to maintain a safe workplace. And you know, we're. We, 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 it's, it's, there's, there's, definitely there's things constantly evolving, but I and, and changing, and it could be challenged. But because of the people and the support we're getting from all the people that work for us, I think, you know, we're we're, we're moving forward and we're winning the battle. Anyway, and, uh, and with this slide, I'll begin to talk about COVID. And you and know, in terms of our COVID 19 protocols, you know, we we have a lot of protocols in fact, uh, and and they continue to be in fact throughout the quarter. And as well, we included new, new measures, including much more rapid testing at Central Lake. We can uh, test basically. When you come to our, our operations. We can, anybody can test them within 15 minutes. We 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 would give you the result. Uh, You know, in in terms of some some of the impacts of COVID-19 during the quarter, we did have eight workers test positive, five at Macasa and three at Detour. In every case uh, that this happened, the workers were fully fully recovered and and there's been no additional transmission of the virus on site. The five cases at Macasa were all in early March and they were deemed an outbreak as defined by the local health unit. In response, uh, you know, we shipped 64 rapid test kits and over 1200 swab kits to Macasa and tested the entire workforce and The outbreak was resolved quickly with no further transmissions on site. Just over a week ago, we had another occurrence at MACASA, again classified as an outbreak by public health, and it involved our near-surface ramp project at at MACASA where we're we're developing into that near-surface ore. Uh, We we ended up here and overall seven people tested positive. We did suspend the work on the project and tested all all people uh, during the period of time. Project was halted for just under a week, and and then, you know, we had we you know we I can't tell you we've had no further cases emerge, and we we have resumed work on the on the ramp, on this project last weekend. Turning to slide five, Q1 2021 was also a very important quarter for us in terms of our commitment to responsible mining. We you know, we released our 2021 sustainability report. And, 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 in, in, you know, we highlight a great deal of progress that the companies made both in terms of the work we we're doing and our capabilities around reporting, and this goals are of ESG issues. Also, during Q1, we pledged to achieve net zero emissions by 2050 or earlier. We we're well positioned to achieve the, this goal and already being an industry leader in reducing and minimizing greenhouse gas emissions. During the quarter, as part of to follow our pledge, with we we made a commitment to invest $75 million per year for five years in technology and innovation at our sites in in, in working towards uh, looking at alternative fuels and and, and supporting our efforts toward uh, uh, um, you know reducing our carbon footprint and a, a big part of it is in supporting our communities. These are three key areas we will focus on in, in, in here. And one, one, as I talked about earlier, would be investing in alternative fuels and energy, looking for new ways to, to do work that, that reduces our carbon footprint, uh, building the minds of the future by p- promoting automation and digitization, looking for alternative ways we, you know, understand the impact that we do at site, uh, whether it's be Jordan, Macassar and Fosterville, and find ways we can, we can, we can minimize that impact, we, we eliminate that impact or offset it in some ways. And also, you know, I think, uh, you know, a big thing what we've been doing is investing in communities and, 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 and investing in communities, especially during these times, we want to focus on mental health, uh, homelessness and addiction, uh, senior citizen care, and, and a, a big area that we really feel is important in youth training and development uh, for a number of reasons. Turning to slide 6, getting to the results of the first quarter, we we did turn to solid performance. We previously indicated that the the first quarter of the year was expected to be our lowest quarter of production and the highest quarter of unit cost for the year. We even put our guidance for the quarter to drive that point home. We beat our guidance when we reduce our production and and within our own sustaining costs. And you know the, the, the beat of our our, our guidance and, and even you know our own our own budgets for for the quarter really reflected a very strong uh, strong operating performance and from from the people, a lot of work done. We really came came together a lot in March. And, and for the quarter we produced 302,000 ounces and we had operating cash costs of 542 an ounce and all-stating accounts of 846 an ounce. I'm sure everybody can read that. Looking at earnings and cash flow, we had adjusted, adjusted net earnings of 63 cents per share and we had free cash flow of $43 million in the quarter. Uh, assuming current uh, gold prices, we fully, fully expect to see stronger numbers for the balance of the year on, on financial performance and that applies it, you know That uh, also applies to our operating results we also returned just under 100 million dollars to shareholders this included 50 million dollars in dividend payments during the quarter following the 50 percent increase in the quarterly dividend and 46 million dollars related to our nci share repurchases through our ncip going to slide seven now we had some key developments as well in quarter we achieved additional exploration success and, and in fact we issued. of press release earlier this week with new very encouraging drill results at Detour Lake and really this was you know there's been a number of, 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 of very good results coming out of Detour and the drilling we are doing there. We also continue to make excellent projects with our growth projects during q one our, our number four shaft project at Macassar remains ahead of schedule and you know the multiple projects at Detour Lake are going very well and you know Larry and, and Natasha will talk a little bit about that later on in, the, in terms of some some of the progress there. Also, we issued an, a, a new technical report for detour at the end of the quarter. It outlines a very attractive project that we expect to improve upon going forward, uh, mainly supported by what we're gonna, you know, with, with, the, with, the, with the drilling and coming up with an updated resource and, and, and reserve. But even, even if you go to that, uh, just look at that, that report and, and, and our projections now for the next five years, you know, production in, that, in, in 680 to 720,000 ounces a year and then growing to 800,000 ounces a year that report does show a dip, and then, and then for while well, uh, you go through a through a, through a, a low grade cycle and an and, and a, and a, and a, and a extra stripping for, for a year and a bit. But then we grow production over 900,000 ounces a year in that in that report. Part of what we're going you know, to we're going to work on with with the updated resource and reserve estimate that we, we expect to come out the end of 2021, going into 2022, an updated mine plan is looking towards maintaining that. And then once we get the 800,000 ounces a year to to, to, to try to minimize that trough or eliminate that trough and see a way to move forward. We have been permitted to to process the 32.8 million tons per year. In our current forecast, we just see ourselves getting up to 28 million tons per year. Anyway, still on slide seven, there's also a few things that maybe I can emphasize as well. You know, and, and you know, I think, you know, they, like, and, and there's lots of excitement, but in terms of Kirk and Lake Gold, we, we think we're definitely uniquely we positioned to perform going, well going forward. And, and why was that? Why would I say that? Well, we haven't having completed we, well, Q1, we are now poised to have three very strong quarters over the balance of 2021. We were on track to achieve all of our 2021 guidance. And we have a number of catalysts coming that we believe have really great potential two more to more valuations. And let to tell you a little bit more of that, what I mean by that. I'll start with uh, D2 Lake on slide eight. I did give, 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 give some discussions on, on the technical report and, and, and in terms of what it was doing. And as I mentioned, part of us going forward is we see as not only is this a very good good, good project now. And, and, and very definitely be big positioned for significant cost reductions and, and 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 significant levels of production for quite some time, quite quite a long mine life. But as you can see, with, 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 as I mentioned earlier, we expect to be able to to come up with a you know definitely an improvement to, to this uh, as we as we go forward into 2022. <clears throat> On slide nine, we are clearly you know. You, 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 you see, and, and this is supported with some of the ex- exploration results that, 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 that continue to come out. And this, this slide here is shown, uh, it's taken from that exploration press release. Eric will give a little more color on it, but you can see with the drilling and, and, and what's what's happening both in terms of extending the resources, and the, the sort of mineralization both to the west through the saddle zone between the between between the potential, sorry, the current main pit and the potential. Or the you know future West Pit, but also you can, you you can see that the mineralization we identified at depth, both below the current resources and reserves, at, and on the main pit and the resources uh, and reserves at, at the West the future West Pit, and then for to the West, and I can say on this on, on this long section, it also shows the the bottom of the old mine working from the Detroit Lake underground mine, and you know this is this is. Basically, demonstrating over four, maybe four or five kilometer uh, surface uh, long long section, and you know the potential for for between 30 and 40 million ounces of of mineral inventory of mineral resources uh, above 700 meters. uh, There's been little to almost no testing of, of, of below the 700 meter level below the. The old underground mine that was at Future Lake, and maybe we haven't even found the ore body yet. So I, I think there's a lot of upside in terms of future. So to slide 10, I've already mentioned that the number four shaft project at Macassa is going very well. You know, the really the key point is that it will mean when the shaft. Is, what would it mean when the shaft is done? And you know, we're talking. We've been talking for quite some time that it's, the shaft are, it will be very transformative to Macassa. Fundamentally, we're building a new mine at Macassa. And, and as we see going into sort, sort of by by, the, by Q4 next year, of uh, 2022, we'll be able to start taking advantage of the shaft. And, the, and with the new shaft number, would allow us to grow production. We're retiring to grow production over 400,000 ounces by 2023. But it's going to improve working conditions in the mine, improve ventilation in the mine, uh, improve, you know, improve productivity. I mean, this shaft alone will be over 4,000 tons a day. We, if we go back to, 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 to the number three shaft probably sitting around 2,000 tons a day at capability, 2,100 tons a day of capability, but we've we'll gone up to 4,000 tons a day with, with, the, with, with this new shaft. We we'll still have the old shaft to help us in terms of that we see that, it, it, you know, the, the combination of it improved working conditions, improve shaft productivity, will we'll improve our uh, unit cost substantially. Easily bring in all, a sustaining cost of about six hundred dollars per ounce, and very importantly, facilitate the whole new chapter because it's going to create all new exploration platforms underground. So you can go back and re-explore the Kirkland Lake camp. And Kirkland Lake camp is you know, was a hundred years old, uh, and, and and been a lot of lot, lot of lot of work done over the hundred years in terms of gold production. But if you look at in terms of what we have, it's, it's it's just as exciting. It's almost like you get to a new discovery in an old camp. Going to slide 11 now. And, and you know, many of you know we also make changes at Possible in terms of uh, reducing the production in the Swan drone, drone to draw to mine life while we execute our drilling programs. In terms of that, there's two two key points I'd like to make. First, that at anywhere between 225 to 425 thousand ounces per year, the cash cost between 200, 200 and $200 per ounce possible will still remain a very profitable mine and in fact it's, we expect to continue to be one of the most profitable gold mines in Australia and really you know definitely in, in the top 10 globally. Second and most importantly we continue to believe that there is very attractive exploration upside at possible that's why we're investing around $90 dollars in exploration this year. Looking at our share price we firmly believe that there is nothing in our valuation today for future exploration success at possible with the exploration program we are completing and the multiple targets we have to drill All containing quartz as a goal, all providing the, you know, still there's still a big gold system here. You know, we 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 think there's there's there's, you know, the the we we've demonstrated created value in Percolate Gold in the past with exploration and with with the diamond drilling, and 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 we see we see going forward that there's still lots of value creation to come from Fosterville. Turn to slide twelve and just to summarize before I turn the call over to David. You know, we believe Kirkland and Gold is very well positioned right now to help the farm. Uh, Number one, we're we're poised for three strong quarters of of performance uh, this year, and we expect to lead to a very strong 2022. We are on track to meet all of our 2021 guidance. We just issued an attractive technical report for Detroit Lake, and we'll be issuing a new one in 2022 that we believe will establish Detroit Lake as one of the world's premier gold mines. We will effectively be opening a new mine at McCannson next year leading to higher production, lower unit costs, increased profitability and very attractive exploration upside, and we are drilling extensively at Fossil and the success we are targeting very accretive to our share price. I will now I'll turn the call over to David Soros, Chief Financial Officer, to give you a little bit of highlights on the financial results. Thanks. Thank you, Tony, and good afternoon, everyone. I'll, I will be starting on slide 13. In Q1 2021, adjusted net earnings totaled 167.8 million or 63 cents per share. The difference between adjusted net earnings per share of 63 cents and net earnings per share of 60 cents in Q1 2021 was mainly related to the exclusion of the hold complex asset impairment charge of 6.5 million and 5.7 million of non-cash foreign exchange gains, reflecting the strengthening of the Australian dollar against the US dollar during the quarter. In addition, non operating site costs of four point two million incurred at the Holt Complex NNT, which are not reflective of our operations, and COVID nineteen related costs of two point nine million, mainly at Detour Lake, related to the introduction of rapid testing are also excluded from adjusted net earnings. Depreciation also had an impact on the quarter. We will go through depreciation and depletion expense in more detail in subsequent slides. Turning to slide 14, in Q1 2021, the total revenue is 551.8 million. The change from Q4 2020 is mainly impacted by decreased sales volumes and an 87 per ounce decrease in the average gold price. Compared with Q1 2020, a 202 per ounce increase in average gold price from 1586 to 1788 accounted for 55 million of the revenue growth year-over-year, year, offset by a decrease in the ounces sold. Looking at EBITDA on slide 15, Q1 2021 EBITDA totaled $340.9 million. The change from Q4 2020 primarily related to a 20% reduction in revenues impacted by lower volumes and lower gold price, higher production costs reflecting higher milling and consumable costs at Detour, and increased mining rates and milling costs at Macasa, Compared with Q1 2020, the change in EBITDA was largely driven by 72.9 million of foreign exchange gains in Q1 of 2020, resulting from a strengthening of the U.S. dollar at the time, as well as higher production costs, mainly reflecting three months results from detour Lake in Q1 2021 versus two months in Q1 2020. All this was partially offset by 33.8 33.8 million of transaction costs related to the detour acquisition last January 2020. Depletion and depreciation totaled 104 million in Q1 2021 compared to 21 million, $121 million in Q4 2020. As discussed on our fourth quarter results call, depreciation in the fourth quarter of 2020 was impacted by a one-time adjustment of approximately $10 million resulting from purchase price allocation adjustments on inventory at Victor Lake. The remainder of the change from the fourth quarter in depreciation is mainly due to lower sales volume. For the balance of the year, we expect depreciation to remain at levels similar to the last two quarters, excluding this one-time adjustment. Turning to slide 16 to look at our cash balance and cash flow. On the slide, you will see that our operating cash flow was strong we generated 272 million of operating cash flow in the quarter before 64 million in cash taxes paid in the quarter. During the quarter, we invested in our key assets, spending $165 million of capital, as well as 1.6 million on strategic investments and received 2.8 million from the sale uh, of of investments in the quarter. Cash used for financing activities of 98.2 million reflected the $46.3 million we used to repurchase shares in Q1 as well as $50.3 million used for payment of the Q4 dividend. Moving to slide 17, it looks at the change in cash in a slightly different way. You can see that the largest contributor to growth in cash was our operations, which generated about $294 million of cash, which is before income tax paid of $64 million. Growth capital investment of $46 million exploration spending of $42 million. Other cash outflows include costs incurred at our non-operating sites at the NT and Holt complex of $10.2 million and corporate UNA of $14.9 million. As noted in the previous slide during the quarter, $96.6 million was returned to shareholders through share repurchases and dividend payments. The $56 million and other largely reflects payment of AP balances at year end. Next, I'll turn it over to Natasha Vaz, our Chief Operating Officer.
0: Thanks, David, and hi, everyone. Okay, so starting on slide 18, for the first quarter of 2021, Detroit Lake produced 147,000 ounces, which actually exceeded our target levels because of higher than planned average grade for the quarter. Also, the 5.7 million tonnes that we processed in Q1 2021 was a record level for first quarter processing. Um, On March 24th this year, we actually achieved a daily, a new daily throughput record at the processing plant of over 80,000 tons. milk. So we're moving in the right direction. All right, so now looking at unit costs, operating cash costs averaged $748 an ounce for the quarter. This increase in operating cash costs per ounce sold compared to Q1 last year, largely relates to a stronger Canadian dollar in Q1 2021. As well, uh, we incurred higher stripping and milling costs this quarter. The increase compared to Q4 last year, um, so that mainly reflects higher mill maintenance costs and higher costs for consumables, such as the season, this quarter. As for all-in sustaining costs per ounce sold, detour averaged $1,064 an ounce, which was down from the previous quarter reflecting lower deferred stripping costs and sustaining capital as well as lower expenditures relating to um, the tailings management area. I'll now call on May Nerveski, our general manager of Detour Lake, to review the project work in Q1. Thanks,
2: Natasha. Uh, so looking at uh, slide 19, as Tony mentioned earlier, we have a number of projects ongoing at Detour Lake which support the vision for the mine. The growth capital expenditure in Q1 of uh, 2021 totaled $27.8 million. This includes $14.9 million related to deferred stripping of phase four in the main pit. The remaining uh, $12.9 million is related to the procurement of mobile equipment and projects involving the tailings management area, process plant enhancements, as well as construction of a new assay lab and airfield. We're fully mobilized and have already begun work on the tailings dam with an earlier start than uh, in years past. As for the process plant enhancements, we're on track to accomplish our our objectives for this year, which supports our ramp-up plans identified in the new mine plan. This year focuses on crushing, CIP, and detox circuits. Additional surface infrastructure projects include a new core shack, field maintenance complex, camp expansion, improved access road, and south tower construction. The -the state-of-the-art communications improvements initiated this year will support our investments in technology for years to come. So with that, I'll turn the call back to uh, Natasha.
0: Thanks, Larry. Okay, so turning to Macasa, I'm speaking to slide 20. Production on Macasa in Q1 2021 totaled just over 47,000 ounces at an operating cash cost of $699 an ounce, and an ongoing sustaining cost of 947 dollars an ounce. The change in production from Q1 of last year reflected lower tons process, while the change from Q4 2020 was mainly due to a lower plan grades during Q1 2021 as a result of mine sequencing. The increase in operating costs compared to both prior periods, it largely reflected higher operating tons mine in Q1 2021 and this is in terms of both um, ore and waste funds. We also have increased maintenance costs related to mobile mine equipment and processing. As well, we have the impact of a uh, stronger in dollar. As mentioned before, ACE per ounce sold averaged $947 an ounce in Q1 2021, which was largely unchanged from the previous quarter as higher operating cash costs were offset by lower sustaining capital expenditures. So sustaining capital totaled about $9.3 million in Q1, reflecting the completion or, or near completion of the number of projects during Q4 2020. We also had lower levels of capital development in this quarter, and we also revised the timing of delivery of, of some new mobile equipment. Okay, so I'll now ask um, Evan Peltier, our VP Mining, Kirkland Lake, to look at our project work at McCallum. Thanks,
2: Natasha. Looking at slide 21, we had a very good quarter in terms of our projects. As Tony mentioned earlier, we continue to make excellent progress on the four shaft, advancing approximately 750 feet in Q1 and reaching a depth of 5,000 feet by the end of March. Another project where we made good progress in Q1 was our ventilation expansion involving the development of two new vent raises. The first raise is targeted for completion by the end of this quarter with the second expected to be completed in the first half of 2022. The two new raises will almost double the ventilation going into the mine dramatically improving working conditions. We achieved a major milestone on the vent raises on Tuesday this week. We broke through the surface with the first raise. These raises are significant in that they will be two of the longest raises ever completed for a mine in North and South America extending over 3,300 feet. So to provide some context on that, that's twice the height of the CN Tower. I'll now pass the presentation over to Ian Hahn, Vice President, Co-lead, Australian Operations. Hey, thanks, Evan. Uh, good evening and afternoon, everyone. Um, I'll be speaking to slide 22. Uh, Fosterville produced just under 109,000 ounces in Q1 2021. Uh, that compares to... Uh, approximately 160,000 ounces in Q1 2020 and 164,000 ounces the previous quarter. Uh, the change from both prior periods, uh, mainly the result of lower average grade, consistent with our previously stated plan to reduce production in the Swan Zone by increasing mining activities in other areas of the mine. The intention is to create a more sustainable operation over a longer period while to continue our extensive exploration program. Production in Q1 2021 exceeded planned levels, mainly reflecting great outperformance in the Swan Zone in March. The Swan Zone accounted for 42% of tonnes milled and 72% of ounces produced in Q1 2021. Uh, Compare that to the 62% and 93%, respectively, in Q1 2020. Looking at costs, operating cash costs in Q1 2021, $228, $228, while all-in sustaining costs of $423. Both measures were higher than in prior periods, with the key factor driving unit cost performance being the impact of a lower grade on sales volume. In addition, compared to Q1 2020, we also had significantly higher tonnes mined and milled, consistent with our plan. Partially offset the reduced grades with increased throughput levels. There was also a foreign exchange impact. Given the significant strengthening of the Australian dollar, which contributed to higher costs, particularly versus last year's first quarter. I'll now pass the presentation over to Eric Callio, Senior Vice President, Exploration.
3: Thanks very much, Ian, and good afternoon, everyone. Thanks, Ian, and good afternoon, everyone. My first slide today will be number 23 and related to Detour, where we're continuing to advance the large-scale drill program we commenced in 2020 to evaluate resource potential surrounding the main and future west tips. As previously announced, the program includes a minimum of 250,000 meters and aiming for an updated resource and potentially expanded mine plan for announcement in early 22. In terms of progress to date, we believe it's been going very well with close to 70,000 metres of drilling completed in 2020, another 60,000 in Q1, and things still proceeding very, very well. Additional to this, we've now had, we've now already seen quite a large number of assays returned and had five press releases, including one earlier this week, with results that we believe are very, very urgent. Summarizing some of these results, is the image on the current slide, which is a long section from the latest release, and is indicating 40 new holes, which are mainly from the saddle zone but with a number of others from both under and to the west of the future west pit although all areas continue to look very good we're especially happy with what we see in the central and east part of the saddle where drilling continues to intersect broad zones of mineralization at very good open pit grades with higher grade sub-intervals significant results for the central and east area are shown on the image with pink and green dots and as indicated Include a number of outstanding intersections such as 1.13 over 155.1, 2.03 over 73, 9 over 13, and 31 over 5, all from the lower part of the current resource cell, as well as 1.08 over 56 and 0.9 over 103 meters from areas very close to surface. Additional to the bill, we also saw some very good results nearby to the future West Pill where, again, the intersections not only demonstrated very good widths and grades, but extension of mineralization to depth and to the west. Key results from holes testing the depth are shown on the image of blue and include intercepts such as 2.94 over 51.9, 2.37 over 36 meters, which intersect the central part of the area between the 25 and 50 meter level below the current pit shell. We also had 2.26 over 21 and 1.04 over 46.9 on the east side of that left pit area. Key holes to the west are highlighted here in yellow and as indicated not only it confirmed strong mineralization up to 400 meters in this direction, but include a highlight hole of 10.66 grams per ton over 13 meters. In summary, work to date Detour continues to advance very well in our view, proving our initial theory that there's a much larger goal system here. And previously thought. So now turning to my next slide, which is number 24, we see an image for the Macasa mine which outlines the overall exploration, exploration plan for 21, as well as progress for Q1. As announced in the past, we're aiming for a minimum of 150 to 300,000 ounces to replace ounces mined this year and it's going to be from a variety of different areas strongly of the to of the current resource shown here in orange as well as in the break to the south these are all high potential target areas where we've always had a lot of success in the past and we're very optimistic again this year additional to this the plan includes work on a number of new areas on the 34 51 and 58 levels where there's been not been any recent work but in our view Have a lot of new potential to add work on the 58 level will be done mainly from a new drift being developed for access to the number four shaft and targeting both the up dip extension of the smc as well as the west part of the main break at depth where we announced high grade intercepts and a new high grade corridor early last year work on 34 will be from a drift just south of number two shaft and testing for extensions of the main break which is uh shown here in the dark blue in the background and, and uh, as well as uh, looking for new structures which could be above and parallel to the south mine complex and the work on 51 which is on the far left side of the slide here will be for, will be from a new drift which we're going to be developing this year and extending west from tree shaft so in this area what we'll be targeting is really the down plunge extension of the main break so again the large blue structure which you see. On the slide here. And this area is, is going to bring us out past the previous limit of past mining, where there's very little testing. Aside from this, we have a small amount of work both on surface and in the new surface ramp, where again we still feel there's a lot of areas that have not been fully tested and a lot of untapped potential. In terms of progress to date, I believe it's been going very well, So 46,000 meters of drilling completed in Q1. And a lot of this focused on the SNC, but what some small amounts on 34 and 58 already starting. We also accomplished about 450 meters of development with good portions of this being completed to gain access to the new targets on 34, 51 and 58. Although no results to report today, we see good progress being made so far and remain confident for success in 21. And so now turning to my next slide, which is number 25, we should see an image uh, for the Fosterville mine area and outlining the exploration plan and recent progress here in Q1 as well and as with the CASA the program here is aiming to at least try and replace all ounces mined in 21 which is in the order of about 450,000. As indicated the plan includes work on a number of different targets with most of the focus being on the lower part of the Fosterville uh, mine and the Robins Hill area, with the remainder being on a series of new and what we believe are very interesting targets lying to the south. Work at Fosterville will be all from underground and involve drilling that is strongly focused down plunge of the Swan Zone to both convert and expand the current resource. As you know, this is a very high potential area. where We already have widely spaced drilling indicating that the system extends for at least another 900 meters down plunge and with locally higher grades and visible goals. So we're putting a lot of emphasis on this. Some of the work was planned from existing drifts near the upper part of the zone and already in progress in Q1. But the largest part of this will actually be from a new hanging wall drive, which is being developed um, near the 3900 level and um, aiming for completion in mid June. So as such, most of the new results from this drilling which we will believe will be quite positive, will only become available to us later this year. Work at Robbins Hill will be done mainly from drilling from surface, but expecting to do at least some drilling from underground platforms in our new exploration drive, starting sometime in Q3. And as with Fosterville, the drilling will be strongly focused on the area down plunge of the current reserve. We already have seen some good success, but believe there's a lot more potential for ounces and higher grades. In terms of progress to date, work has been proceeding well again and includes over 39,000 metres of drilling into key targets at both Fosterville and Robbins Hill. We also have 1.8 kilometres of development on our two main exploration drives at Lower Phoenix and Robbins Hill. So in summary, I think we had a pretty good overall quarter for exploration and still feeling very confident on achieving our goals for 21. With that, I'll now pass the call back to Tony
2: hey so thanks thanks Eric and uh, thanks Natasha and Larry and Evan, for and, and Ian for and, and mark for, for 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 supporting this call. hopefully we you know by giving you a variety of speakers, we keep everybody interested anyway, I'm just going to summarize I'm on slide twenty six and, and you know and, you know again, you know I think if we if we just keep things in in a very short up term in terms of what the highlights are for the quarter, it was a very solid, solid quarter from our perspective. We beat many of our own targets for the quarter. We, we are now poised for three very strong quarters over the balance of the year, and we're on track to achieve all of our full-year 2021 guidance. And we see, you know, work projects coming on this year in 2022, being a very strong year, 2023, having a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of developments. And really, we, we see a lot of upside as we continue to move the company forward. But very importantly, we are well-positioned coming out of, into Q2, to outperform our peer group in the coming months and and, and really it's based upon a number of, uh, three three points one is we we've had we continue to have significant uh success at detroit lake and you know we we, we, you know we we really believe that detour we're going to be able to demonstrate teacher is one of the premium uh, open gold mines in, the, in, in in north america and and definitely in the world and and, and we'll be demonstrating that over the over the next while Number two, we're going to, we have continued progress with our number four shaft at Macassa. Combine that with exploration, operating uh, success, and operating growth, where we are going to be creating a new mine with significant upside. So we see Macassa being coming into 2023 as being one of the one of the most you know one of the top ten in terms of of, of largest underground gold mines, and and well by one of, again one of the most profitable gold mines. In, in, in the world. And number three, with our extensive exploration program at Fossilville, we see, you know, we, we have an attractive exploration upside and in, in, in terms of being able to demonstrate that Fossilville is already one of the best gold mines in the world. With, with the exploration success and, 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 and the new discoveries of mineralization at Fossilville, which, which, you know, there's all, 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 all things point to it, so we'll be able to demonstrate long term sustainability. At Fossil as well. So we have three solid projects, very profitable company, cash flow generating, uh, you know, and and, and we're, we're we're focused on responsible mining and really being able to be leaders in terms of moving forward, in terms of making a change and supporting a lot of change and and lots of support for the communities that we're, that we work in. So anyway, thank you again for participating in today's call, and I'm happy to take any questions. At this time, if you would like to ask a
1: question, please press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. We'll pause for just a moment to compile the Q&A roster. Your first question comes from the line of Cosmos 2 from CIBC, your line is open.
4: Hi, thanks, uh, Tony and team. Um, you know, maybe my question is on cost, um, you know, there's nowadays some concerns about inflationary costs
2: uh in the mining sector um you know with a big project like Shaft number four um are you seeing any kind of impact in terms of higher input costs and um you know and how are you managing that risk and i guess if you can talk about you know the strengthening canadian dollar as well you know in this case it might actually help if you're you know making any purchases in u.s dollars but
1: could you talk about you know inflation and how do you manage that risk for a big project like shaft number four
2: yeah i'll i'll, I'll start and i'll probably let ash and larry give us a little bit of color in terms of some of the things they're seeing and saying same as ian and great uh, haven't in, in the but uh first off for shaft number four i mean that project has been it has been ongoing for quite some time a lot of the procurement's been done uh you know we, we you know the, the, you, you're correct that there is you know inflationary effects and 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 there's extra costs associated with, with a lot of things you, you're coming out and learning how to live within this pandemic type environment and, and these processes but for the most part the the number the number four shaft since since the scope is defined since the the a lot, lot of parts of the project is we're defined we don't see ourselves going over budget at all at, 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 at in terms of, and, and schedule in terms of completing that we, we we you know we are seeing uh you know impacts in fuel costs etc but you know maybe it'd be better if i let uh, larry and uh larry and ian and, and, and evan give some color there i don't know larry you want to get a little bit of thoughts on, on where you see some costs happening yeah um we're seeing an impact i guess with uh with some of the consumables um fuel in particular uh, we're seeing you know Increased uh, price of fuel um, is it's fairly material. a Detour, obviously, because uh, you know the high volume that we move. Um, uh, we're seeing a slight, I guess, increase on, on maybe some some things like steel and and uh, and parts like that. But again, a lot of a lot of the activities and, and repairs that, uh, that we have ongoing for this year have, are at fixed, fixed prices. Um, and unfortunately, we have uh, you know with our truck boxes and things we we had. Um, contracts in place, place so, so, so we we'll won't be impacted that way. But, uh, but there's, there's some pressure, but um, uh, I wouldn't mean, think it's material at detour. Yeah, and, 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 and I, you know, I, I think, you know, definitely the, 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 the strengthening both Canadian and Australian dollar has offset some of, the, some of the impacts in some of these areas. Any colour, Ian, from Australia? Yeah, thanks, Tony. Uh, look, we haven't really seen uh, strong uh, pressure across the board uh, in Australia at this stage. Uh, and much the same as Larry, we've got a number of long-term contracts in place uh, for a lot of our consumables uh, and, and our and our budgets and, and therefore our guidance. We're, we're based on some, uh, slightly conservative numbers in those areas anyway, and we're actually tracking slightly under in some of them. Uh, so, so that's you know, it, it's not it's not a major concern of ours at this stage. Certainly, from a labour from a labour point of view, we're not seeing any significant increases in terms of um, uh, so labour labour price indexes or anything like that. Great, you thanks, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Tony. I'm just going to say, and and for the most part, like we, you know, as you can see, we're not really. Adjusting any of our cost guidance, so we you know we 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 see things being manageable as as we progress throughout the year. So okay, mm-hmm. understood. That's the only question I have that should keep Mark happy. So uh, thanks again. <laughs> thanks. Thanks,
1: guys. Your next question comes from the line of Obese Habib from Scotiabank.
2: Bank. Your line <laughs> is open. Thanks, Operator. Um, hi, Tony and Customer uh, Team, and thanks for taking my questions uh a couple of questions from me um just starting off with the performance you had in march um and obviously it was a pretty strong performance that you've been talking about uh any color you guys can provide on whether this performance has continued into april uh natasha you want to you want to give some up, 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 some color there that's okay
0: yeah sure 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 no problem um, hi. Um, so with respect to March, we had a we had a pretty strong um, March uh, in two areas. a detour, like I mentioned, the, the throughput was up, and that's uh, that's a function of the, the conditions we had a pretty mild winter, so um, we were able to operate both the mine and the mill um, better than expected than we had planned. So so that helped on that end. And then Fosterville. Um, um, I think, you know, to mention it, but um, we had um, a stoke that outperformed what but we had uh, originally planned. So that was a very positive reconciliation on that end. Um, in terms of, of April, um, in the Q2, we, we expect, like I mentioned, I think uh, we had a, a week, we were planning to have a Q1 that was a, a week quarter. Um, the next three quarters are expecting to be better. Uh, it's going to be... Um, more weighted to the to the second half of the year, so we expect to have a strong h two. Um, in terms of uh, thekata, we are seeing uh, good productivity rates there this month and you know, some some good recommendations that I.
2: Perfect, thanks, Natasha. And just kind of follow up on that uh, you know regarding detour, um, detour grade was higher than average uh, in in Q one uh, or what you were expecting in Q one. Uh, Was this due to positive reconciliation or was this, you know, just the fact that you moved into a higher grade areas uh, during the quarter? Essentially, what I'm asking is, have you moved into uh, phase three
0: from phase two? Um, We're we're in phase two right now, um, but we actually mined more. Uh, We took more out of the pit then and uh, what we had planned to so be milled more. So we were able to, it, it's a bit of both, I will honestly say. It's like, I would say 50-50, we had a of positive reconciliation, but we also were able to bring up higher grade material that we had forecasted yeah, so we'll a little bit later on in the year.
2: Okay, thanks, Dasha. I'll, I'll stick with my two questions and uh, jump back in the creek.
1: Your next question comes from the line of Mark, or Mike Perkin from National Bank. Your line is open.
5: Hi hey guys, thanks for taking my questions. Um, one would be on the the new vent raises at McAsa. Is that now in a situation where the challenge you had last summer with high ambient temperature outside, limiting where you could access you know safely underground from a heat uh, perspective, is that kind of a thing of a past? So you've got that you know Q3 kind of de-risked.
2: Um, go ahead, Evan. I think it's, uh... it's 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 definitely going to help. It's it's helping uh, as we speak. Um, yes, it's it's absolutely going to provide more air and cooler air down there. Uh, so the raise the raise actually extends all the way down to 5,600. So it's just two legs, but the longest leg is 3,300 feet. Okay. So, yes. and, and there's a, there's a parallel raise that, that 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 that's ongoing right now too. So. Hopefully you get that done, and then, and, and then once that's done, that's another step change. And then, and then once the shaft is connected, that's a that's a third and major step change as well, right? Okay,
5: super. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and then, just on the the investments being made on the ESG front, um, with you know the, the goals moving towards net zero, is there any thoughts around detour, know, maybe using a an in pit conveyor? To limit the amount of trucks you're using, is that something that might be considered for the new life of mine plant? Especially as you, if you're going into the west detour pit and you're moving further away from the pit, seems like it could be a big opex savings too.
2: Yeah, I mean, a good good point. We're looking at the a variety of alternatives, and 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 that that's one. And you know, and I, Natasha, Larry, can even even provide some supporting uh, commentary on that.
0: Yeah, as part of that um, that initiative, um, we're looking at a number of actual things. Uh, we're looking at railways, we're looking at conveyors, we're looking at trolley assist as well. Um, uh, yeah, so we're in the we're we're just starting off, um, so so there's still a lot of the work that we need to do on our end. Um, yeah, Larry, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, for
2: sure. All those things. Uh, looking at uh, you know can we put more material in pits and, and not have to haul it, uh, you know, up into the, to the spoils and other of energies? So. Yeah, that's yeah. one area where you, you, it can be sequenced to pits where, where there's a point in time when you start putting backfilling back into the pit as you, as you move from east to west. But, you know, there's a number of uh, the, the, the initiative. One big initiative for this year is getting a private area network, the partnership we have with Rogers Communication up uh up, up in the region and, and be able to start advancing you know, access use of technologies and be able to look at a lot of ways to really transform a lot of the operations at Petro at over the next while. Great. Um,
4: just
5: one last question: the, the seventy-five million you're planning to spend on those ESG initiatives for the next few, several years, how should we think about that flowing through? Will it be all capitalized? Will it? Kind of go into different buckets on the, the financial statements
2: uh, well, go ahead uh, uh, David it, it means it, it's in, in a variety of areas some of it's the large portions of that are already in our budgets but uh, David can you, maybe you can answer that yeah a lot of the time is correct a lot of that is already incorporated into our guidance uh, you know numbers uh, there there is a, a, a larger luck okay. in the in the technology um, and, and, and business optimization area uh, that are focused on growth, um, you know, and, and so I, I'd say a, a little bit in each of the buckets, but with a focus on growth. Uh, yeah. Okay, super, thanks, for, uh, that's it for me, guys.
1: Your next question comes from the line of John Tomasos from John Tomasos for Independent Research. Your line is open.
4: Congrats well, Tony and Vash and the gang, on the good work. i got to stick to two questions so I can move from the Jersey Shore to Detroit camp and be safe. Uh, first, thank you for disclosing the breakdown of tons and ounces by Zone at Fosterville. It looks like Harrier and Lower Phoenix more than doubled their tons from a year ago. And their grade rose from 9.4 to 7, to 9.6 from 7.8. So something real good's happening in the new stops at Fosterville. I'd like you to elaborate on that first. Then second, the whole number 103 that was the first line of the press release Tuesday, I understand the great result that there was 9 grams over 13 meters. The other 141.6 meters, the algebra works out 0.397 grams to get to uh, the 1.13 grams over 155 meters. Was the 146.1 a mistake? Or do you have to take that out at 0.397 grams, because it's between 350 and 400 meters in the pit, and you're going to have the world's biggest stockpile from 2040 to 20, 45 or 50 of 0.4-gram material?
2: Eric? And, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I can that, uh, great, John. Uh,
3: the 9 over uh, 13 meters is not in hole 103. Um, I might have the numbers wrong. Right. It's the first
4: sentence of Tuesday's release. N-
3: well, uh, no, it's not an including. Uh, the 103 is, uh, that, that, that one is 1.13 over 155 meters, and, uh, no, and then that's in 103. <clears throat> the 9 over 13 is in whole 79 BW.
4: So it's not inclusive. They're all different intercepts and there's no smearing.
3: Yes, yeah, right. That's a separate intercept altogether.
4: Thank you. Excuse me. I thought it was something else. No, no. no, no.
2: Sure, Tony, I can probably tackle the first part of that question when it came sure. to the fuel productions. Uh, we've got a number of zones in Lower Phoenix um, that, that contributed for the quarter. Uh, for instance, there was one of, you know for the first time we mined stokes in the Raptor area. That certainly um, has proven to be. Uh, uh, solid contributor for the quarter, and and we did have uh, uh, well um, well worked out. Uh, we, we did have some some solid contribution from the Harrier, and we we saw some higher grades in Harrier, higher than we historically have seen. Uh, so so you know we we are trying to balance the entire mining production currently. Thank you. It's uh,
4: looking good, Foster.
1: Once again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. Your next question comes from the line of Carrie McCurry from Canaccord Genuity. Your line is
2: open. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, maybe just a question on detour. Um, just with the you know the daily limit lifted, there. Just how should we think about throughput over the balance of the year? I assume it's going to increase from here i think when 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 we gave out our, our guidance for the year we 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 expect this year to be about twenty four and a half million tons total uh give or take a few percent uh process this year and then uh, by twenty twenty five in 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 a forecast that's in our technical reports it gets up to twenty eight million tons a year but you know and that's based on a number of uh project initiatives as as we as we progress but you know I don't know natasha you want or larry want to give it you know, some sort of support to that
0: yeah, I think as you mentioned it to me, like in 2021, we're planning on, on hitting the 24.5 million tons, but that hasn't changed, so on average for the year, we'd be averaging about 67,000 tons per day, um, and then slowly growing that to so 2025 to 28 million tons, and next year, we're planning on doing the drift over 25 million tons, and then slowly as the other projects come online, uh, we get to 27, and then 27, 28, and then
2: 28 and then, and then maybe. We- Go ahead. Go ahead. well I think they I mean one of the things that's going uh, to, and that's where as the year progresses and Larry has uh, been working on alternate feeds, et cetera but I think the biggest two projects we have that that going on this year would be the installing the screen decks before the uh, between the primary crusher and the secondary crusher on both uh, secondary crusher sides. We'll be doing one and then the other one in the meantime there's an alternate feed system being put in place to try to keep the mills to, to, to be able to keep the mills running on the one each, each side running during it during this period of construction and then that leads into further increases in 20 you know to be, as we progress to future years right so okay okay great and then in q2 last year there was a pretty big cash tax payment just wondering if there's something similar that we should look out for this year for q2 David. Yep. Thanks, Tony. Um, yeah. Last year uh, there was a, a large uh, tax payment in June that was really related to you know the filing of our Australian tax returns, uh, and 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 so you know we're we're still working through the um, uh, tax returns this year, and uh, we probably will see an increase from Q1 because Q1 is just the um, you know regular moment, but uh, as we close out the year, we had a very strong year uh last year in australia you know i I probably expect an increase from what we're paid but i'm assuming nothing near the magnitude of last year well it could be it could be you know last year was a again a record year i expect you know the taxable income to be you know significantly higher Uh, um you know last year was the previous year Our, our installments keep in mind our installments are based on you know um not last year taxable income the year before, so 2019, uh, and uh, so, you know, I'm expecting, so our installments aren't really enough to cover what the full tax is in Australia, and so that's why you see the, a bit of a catch in Q2, because we're not prepaying of, uh, of taxes, right? So when we follow our tax returns, all that can up, and, and we, uh, but we get a better idea on what it's like, uh, you know, sometime in Q2 when the tax returns are final. Okay, great, thank, thank you.
1: That concludes our Q&A for today. I would now like to turn the call back over to Senior Vice President of Investor Relations, Marketing, for closing comments.
3: Thanks very much, operator, and again, thanks everyone for participating in the call today. As you've heard, we've uh, we've got a lot going on. We've got a lot going uh, to look forward to, and uh, a lot to, we're going to have a lot to talk about over the balance of 2021 and into next year. So, uh, we, we look forward to our next call to uh, update you on how much more progress we've made. Thanks very much. Have a good day. Thanks. That to
1: concludes today's conference call.
0: Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.